Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. We got an interesting a uh, interesting headlines for you today so crazy thing is i recorded an episode last night it was an hour long hour and eight minutes i do believe and uh, i went to upload it and of course it only took like seven minutes seven minutes was all i recorded and then that was it and i was like are you serious are you serious so i uh, deleted it i'm gonna do another episode uh today using the wondershare filmora and uh the sure mic so um, it just takes a lot longer to upload, but you know what? It's totally worth it when I can see everything going on in front of me and I can tell that everything is working correctly. Alrighty then. So let's jump into some headlines, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so I talked a little bit about this last night. Of course, you wouldn't have heard it, but hey, um, so Putin is calling up 300,000 fresh troops and he's warning, I'm not bluffing. And, of course, that's not the only article uh, to cite him saying that he's not bluffing about all this nuclear war, heavy artillery, more machinery, bigger, badder Russia, right? Oh, the big, bad Russia. But you can't really blame Putin uh, when NATO is trying to set up on his border. So, I mean, you kind of can see where he's at. He's wanting to protect his border, wanting to protect his people. Of course, you know, Putin is a little out there in his older age, and I'm not sure if he's got dementia or, like, what is going on. But he's very not mm, stable, we could say, a little unstable. So, not only is it Russia, but it's an unstable Russia, which we kind of always consider Russia a little unstable anyway. But when you look at Putin, he's very unstable. So, um, anyway, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And you know what's from my favorite? You know him, you love him, Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. And we're going to talk about that article here shortly. What else do we have going on? Okay, so this is a zero hedge. Okay, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on uh, with Jay Powell. Okay, you guys may kind of not understand, but this is Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. And they have it in J-PAL, we trust, is kind of a mockery of that. We'll talk a little bit about that, stocks and everything, and where everything is heading. And uh, I did quote uh, uh, Mr. Diamond uh, earlier this week or last week on my last episode, speaking about what he says. We are heading for something worse than recession, probably worse than, it could be like another Great Depression. And it may be worse than the Great Depression, uh, because it's going to be worldwide. Worldwide, global is the big key word everybody's talking about now, global. Have you noticed how many of these businesses and how many of these corporations and uh, how many of these um, entities that have been named as global, everything, stuff that we have no control over? Do you guys have any idea who the, the, the foreign council is? You know what I mean? You probably don't, but they're very, very, I'm sure a lot of you that listen to me probably are aware of that, but... They're very evil, very, very evil. If you guys are on Telegram, I am on Telegram under Bible Prophecy for today. I uh, can check me out because on Telegram, you can say whatever you want. You can upload whatever you want. Not all upload like major videos, but I do kind of upload whatever you want, which is kind of nice. So 
Anyway, if you want to go check it out on Telegram, there's a lot of great people on Telegram. I do follow Behold Israel, Amir uh, Sarfati. Uh, you can check him out. Lots of good people there on uh, Telegram. One other person I've been kind of following, she's sometimes somewhat out there, but not always, um, is Dana Ashley. That's A-S-H-L-I-E. Dana Ashley's got some pretty good info on, on there as well. So, anyway, guys. Let's uh, kind of skip over this other stuff. I'm going to check out some more articles for you guys. Um, let's see here. It's really crazy that the ones that I did last night are gone. So, lost trust in your physician. This is Dr. Peter McCullough has a solution. That's at WND.com. You guys remember Dr. Peter McCullough. Thank God for him. God totally used him mightily during the COVID pandemic. Um, to definitely help us out. And here's a bizarre video, guys. <clears throat> okay, so this is Bill Gates just posted another bizarre video. This time, he's promoting genetically modified corn to save us from a famine during the planned, quote, climate crisis, unquote, unquote. Okay, so when I read that headline, something went through my mind. It's probably just some off the wall, some crazy whatever Okay, but during the COVID thing, during all this stuff, remember people were like stockpiling, we got the preppers going, um, all of this stuff going on, right? Oh my goodness. Massive volcano eruption in Tonga could wind up warming the earth. That was a news break. Just came across my phone. How ironic. Um, anyway, so as uh, I was reading that headline, I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so all the people prepping, all these other people, right? So they're stockpiling all this food, and then, wait a minute. So I've always been a little iffy, especially of great, great value brands. Like, I know that are made in the whatever. It's the same place you make the name, whatever, right? But then again, hmm, how do you know they're not sabotaging our food? Like, they have already GMOs. Remember, they were putting those in our food. They weren't telling anybody until they were discovered. And then, oh, well, you know, we got to tell people now. Very, pay very close attention to the products that you buy because if you read the fine print on the very bottom, it says contains or may contain bioengineered food product. Now, notice this. Now, I buy organic as much as I possibly can. I do have a weakness. I like boar's head ham and I like boar's head turkey and boar's head anything, really. Um, and... They say, now you got another another thing you got to be very careful about because it'll say all natural. Well, that could be anything. Natural flavors can really mean literally anything. As long as the base thing started natural, they can add whatever they want to to it and call it natural. So be very careful. Um, anyway, uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> ADD kicked in this afternoon. But no, so if you think about it, it's going to say these things, right? And so it'll say no added hormones. So... When you're looking at the meat and you're looking at all this stuff, it'll say there's no no antibiotics ever. And then next to that, it'll say no added hormones. So they are literally feeding the animals hormones. Now look, I was raised on a farm. We had calves. I used to get up and bottle feed calves at four in the morning. You know, they suck on your finger. And so, you know, the little sloppy little things. I tell you, I love calves. Dumbest animals on earth, but... I love them because they're cute. I didn't know out of all the spots, because we had hosting calves, I named every one of them Spot. I didn't know that we kept one spot. And, uh, we, you know, we'd guess how much Spot weighed. And I was like, oh, 1,500. I was like, five, four or five. I did not know that the spot that we kept, we were taking it to the butcher and um, weighing it. And so whoever guessed the closest weight got whatever. I don't know. Probably 
who knows what, probably steaks or something. So anyway, I had no idea. That's what we were doing. So we were eating spot all year long. So on the farm, that was a little rough when I, I realized that I would never go out and bottle feed the calves anymore. And I sure didn't name any of them. So anyway, I went about three months without eating beef. And that's a long time to go on the farm. And of course, we had hogs too. But uh, I learned quickly not to name them. I bought three and named them. And uh, I could not butcher them. So I had to take them back and uh, sell them at the auction for probably a loss. I'm sure my dad was like, really? But uh, my my mom and dad they they had good hearted people too. They could we had a horse and uh, this guy had uh, bought this horse. It should have been it should have been put down because the horse was clearly crippled. And so he said, "Well, I'm just gonna bring it out, leave it at Charles Farm for a little bit." My dad said, "No, that horse needs to be put down. Don't you leave that out here. My kids are gonna don't do it." And he's like, "Well, we'll we'll, we'll come. We'll bring it. And I just got to get a place for him. We'll pick it up on Monday or like whatever." No, we got stuck with the horse. The horse got pneumonia. The horse couldn't walk. Anyway, we had to put the horse down, and uh, we had some guys trimming the trees, and uh, my dad couldn't go out and shoot the horse. My mom couldn't do it, and I surely couldn't do it, and so we had to have one of the guys trimming the, the trees go out and put the horse down, and so it was a cult, and so it was very sad. Anyway, so a lot of people don't really understand farm life, and so when you go and you buy this meat, and it says, you know, no added hormones, no whatever, trust me, on the farm... Uh, the way we raised our cattle, we did not give them hormones. We did not give them antibiotics. The only time that you took a calf out or a cow out or whatever is if it was sick. You didn't give it to all of them to prevent anything. You took that calf out that was sick. Um, now it's like, man, it's like, I remember on days when we used to, so we'd round them all up and we'd bring them in and it was <laughs> poor bulls days. Let me tell you, those poor babies, get them in, take them through the chute, and we'd bring them back in, and he'd put them in this little squeeze. I don't know how, it's like a vice. I don't know how else to explain it to you if, you, if you're not familiar with the cattle. And uh, they would get castrated, branded, they'd have their ears clipped, and a bunch of other stuff. And then my job was this little plunger thing, and have all these pills in it. You need to plunge those pills down the little calf, cow or bull's throat. It was a bull. And, uh, yeah, and take him on down the way. And uh, we did that. And that was fun. Let me tell you, those days were <laughs> not very fun. But if you're not familiar with farm life, there's a little taste of it. But not a good day. Not a good day for the cows. But uh, anyway, so a lot of people don't really understand, you know, how people operate these things and what can actually be done uh, to the people that are taking care of these cattle and these animals and these livestock and all of this stuff. And, you know, the Bible tells us that we are to... Uh, we are to take care of the animals that God has given us. And so one thing always comes to my mind, this is way off topic, completely has nothing to do um, with the headlines today. But um, if you've ever lost an animal, if it's a cat or a dog, or I don't know if you have a hamster, whatever that you love so much, a goat, a horse, a cat, whatever that you love, and it's your, it's your favorite pet. And I'm going to tell you something. Read Second Samuel chapter 12. It's Nathan, it's David, and... Uh, and you know, they go through this whole thing, and David's like, that man should be killed, you know. And anyway, he goes, it grew up with a little ewe lamb, and it grew up with him, and it was, ate of his food, you know, drank of his cup, ate at the table with him, slept in his in his uh, his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. So if you ever wonder, and if you ever tell somebody that has lost a pet, oh, it's just a dog, you read Second Samuel 12 and know what God thinks of animals and how he knows how much you love that little pet that he gave you okay so then you'll understand you'll understand a little bit but anyway get it going so it is a a, a bizarre video there 
And uh, so the video is another attempt by Gates, the fourth richest person in the world and the top financier of the World Health Organization, to condition the public to accept the Great Reset agenda that he and his predator class allies would like to impose on the world. Folks, it brings me back to the whole scenario where I started all of this. They can spray whatever they want to on your food. They can inject whatever they want to in their food. They can crisper your food. They can do whatever. So the whole point of all of this is what I'm trying to tell you. Find you a local farmer that you know personally or that you can know personally and buy your meat and dairy and whatever you can from that farmer. Go to your farmer's market and visit those folks to get what you need. If you don't have a farmer's market near you, try to buy organic as much as you can. Um, because there are places, you know, uh, restraints put in place. I'm not saying they're all going to be the way, but if you can possibly grow your own food, it's not that hard. It is not that, even if you live in an apartment, you can still do it. I'm going to tell you something. There are potheads across the United States that grow their dope in closets. Okay, folks, I'm just going to come out and tell you, you can grow squash with grow lights. Okay, um, if you don't have access to like a patio or you don't have sunlight or natural sunlight or like whatever, there are ways that you can grow your own food. Go to Mama Bear Prepper on YouTube and check out some stuff. But, uh, you know, like I've been saying for a while, EMP, all kinds of stuff. Somebody sent me, somebody sent me this yesterday. Um, somebody was talking about a blackout on the, on September the 24th. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then he sent me um, the thing from The Simpsons. You guys remember The Simpsons? There's a blackout on September the 24th, EMP. And, uh, yeah, you know, guys, but... um. The Simpsons have been pretty fair, fair on point. You know what I mean? Kind of makes you wonder. But um, anyway, so just be prepared. You never know what's going to happen. Um, anything can happen. EMP can happen. Electric. What if you're sitting here and say you're listening to this program a little later on, and boom, everything goes out. The power goes out. Every grid down. Right. Everything's down globally. EMP. Whatever. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Are you going to be a victim? Are you going to sit there and just wait for the power to come back on? Trust me, there'll be people out there not waiting for the power to come back on. And they will be looting and doing all kinds of stuff. I'm telling you, I'm a huge proponent of firearms. I am. I was raised around them on the farm. We use them for protection, for hunting, for everything, you know. And so, I'm a huge proponent of that. My daddy taught me, and my mom did too, how to shoot a firearm before I could probably ride my bicycle, okay, before I was even on my tricycle. I remember sitting on my dad's knee, um, shooting guns, shooting pistols, and of course his hands were over mine, because, you know, a little, but still. If you don't know gun safety, you need to, first of all, first of all, if you're going to buy a firearm, you need to buy that firearm, you need to go get trained on how to use that firearm, and I mean how to take that gun apart, put it back together, how to clean it, how everything every little piece of that firearm works that's what you need to do you do not yeah I mean, you may be sitting in your living and you may have a gun like woohoo you know so it breaks in and you don't know how to use it or if it jams what are you going to do you don't know how to clear that jam whatever i'm a huge proponent of firearms but i'm a, a even bigger proponent of safety gun safety you need to know how to use that gun and i tell you what 
our gun safe weren't locked, none of this stuff. Me and my brother were kids. We never, I mean, would have never gone in and got one of those guns unless, you know, I was 13. And we did have some people because my parents, you know, worked out of town. I was on the farm in the middle of nowhere. And my dad said, all you got to do is rack that shotgun. And lo and behold, somebody tried to break into our house. I racked that shotgun. I ain't never seen two people run so fast in all my life. And I was 13. Uh, there's several study or stories about that in Oklahoma as well. There was a 13-year-old, and she did shoot the intruder and killed him. He died in the driveway. Um, but, you know, you got to think about these things. Um, but if you don't know how to use that firearm, you're going to be in big trouble. If you don't teach your kids how to because number one, they're going to be curious, right? Whoa, I see these things on TV all the time. I see whatever. You need to teach them how to use that gun, how to respect that gun, and what that gun can do. And then this day and age, you probably need to lock that gun up because it's not like when we were kids. Um, but anyway, I say all that because now is the time you're going to have to protect yourself. Do you honestly think the police are going to come protect you? No, they're not. They're not going to come protect you because, number one, our police force is a lot lower uh, than it used to be. And, you know, you can't really blame. I don't blame them one bit for retiring or getting out of that line of business. You know, they're there to serve and protect. And then, of course, when they're treated the way they are. And the way everything is going now, I, I don't blame them at all. I don't blame them at all. But, you know, you know, you don't have a police officer in your hip pocket. You know what I mean? You can't reach into your purse and grab a police officer if someone is trying to kill you, rape you, mug you, whatever. You know, makes it a little hard when you can't just carry a police officer around with you. You know what I mean? You got to protect yourself. You cannot let yourself be a victim is what I'm saying. You know, my mother didn't raise me to be a victim and I thank God for that. So anyway, let's jump into some articles. Shall we finally 15 minutes in? They're like, is she ever going to read anything? Anyway, no. So another thing on leohoman.com, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com is FBI whistleblower. Child sexual abuse cases no longer a priority for federal law enforcement agencies or agency. Uh, no, they're more, you know, after Trump and Mar-a-Lago and, you know, that kind of thing. They're coming after conservatives and people who don't agree with their agenda. You know, not real sick, demented beep people. No, no, we'll just let those pedophiles and those those child sexual pedophiles abusers and rapists well, we'll let them go because you know hey they agree with our agenda yeah they're all for it yeah this is the world we're living in they call evil good good evil you know you are in the end days we've been in the end days for a while transhumanism is the new one world religion this is september 20th of 2022 as well telling you guys leo holman's got a wealth of fantastic informative articles that you're not going to find in the mainstream media. So as we reported last week, Joe Biden's September 12th executive order forming a national biotechnology and biomanufacturing initiative pivots the entire federal government to support, fund, and advance and embed transhumanism into the fabric of America, our American culture, economy, and overall ethos. Transhumanism has evolved from an idea in sci-fi novels into a secular religion for many, reports Wesley Smith in his new article, Transhumanism, a Religion for Postmodern Times. Of course, guys, you can go and check that out. You can also check it out at Patrick Wood uh, as editor-in-chief of technocracy.news. And so, of course, if you want to continue reading that, you can. Anyway, I did read a little bit of it last night. Uh, which, of course, is not here nor there because, you know. But anyway, 
go check that article out. Anyway, you can go uh, from leohoman.com or technocracy.news. Those are two very, very good websites to get caught up on some crazy stuff going on in the world. But let's check out the FBI whistleblower because, you know, a lot of us are um, kind of angry about what's going on in the world, how they're not literally upholding any laws. They, uh, they're they making up their own laws as they go. Have you guys noticed that? Telling you, oh, in California. I talked about this last night, but of course, you know. So, <laughs> Kevin Newsom signs a bill in California, and I think it goes into effect, I think it's 2025 or maybe, yeah, 20, yeah 2025 or 2027, something like that. Uh, that you're going to be able to compost your dead relative. Yes, uh, you'll be able to compost them. They'll put them in a steel little sleeve with some flowers and, you know, stuff like that. And then let nature take its course. That's what they said. Yeah. And, uh, but, but you can only have, you can't have another person in there with you. Like if you were to kill somebody else. No, there has to be one or less. Unless your family relatives, then you can be composted together. And the law doesn't stop them from selling that soil that you know your loved one was uh decomposed in and selling that to somebody to grow food there's no stipulation there they don't have to tell you that hmm gives you the creeps doesn't it this is where we're going folks uh mm, in here so uh this article is fbi whistleblower child sexual abuse case is no longer a priority for federal law enforcement agency congressman jim jordan the top republican on the house judiciary committee said monday a whistleblower has come forward exposing how the fbi is manipulating cases related to the january 6th capitol riot to create the illusion that domestic violent extremism is a widespread problem in the u.s or the United States. The Ohio congressman sent in a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray, who was appointed by former President Trump and retained by the Biden administration, that the manipulative case file practice was being conducted by the FBI's Washington field office. Jordan said the FBI's uh, pivot is coming at the expense of other serious crimes, most notably the investigation of child sexual exploitation. Jordan Rossi whistleblower disclosed that the FBI is sacrificing its other important law, uh, federal law enforcement duties to pursue January 6th investigations. The whistleblower recalled, for example, being told that child sexual abuse material investigations were no longer an FBI priority and should be referred to local law enforcement agencies. Jordan further explains that the FBI case categorization creates the illusion that threats from the DVE or domestic violent extremism are present in jurisdictions across the nation when in reality they all stem from the same related investigation concerning the actions at the Capitol on January the 6th. Such an artificial case categorizes scheme allows FBI leadership to misleadingly point to significant increases in dve threats nationwide when of course there's really not i'm gonna throw in there if you guys want to check that article out you can go to leohoman.com and it talks a little bit about that but like i said this is kind of telling people like hey you know they're gonna do what they want to do regardless regardless they have one thing on their mind and what else does that tell you guys what should it tell you guys that the Biden administration has weaponized the fbi against its own citizens against us and what does that signify? The beginning of tyranny. That's what it is. I'm just going to call it like it is. Yeah. And so this is where we're at. And of course, if we do go to war with Russia. Big battle Russia. What do you think is going to happen? Martial law will be instituted. So folks, they are, they're, they're literally poking the bear. 
They're poking Russia. And Biden is an absolute moral. We know that China basically is controlling our White House. Think about it. I mean, just think about it. Anyway, but if you listen to the mainstream media, you're not going to hear any of this. You won't hear anything that I talk to you about or anything that these great journalists are telling us. You're not going to know about it because uh, that's misinformation. We don't do this misinformation. Uh, you people, you don't know that you're anti-science and you just rednecks. You don't know nothing. You people in Texas, yeah, I don't know nothing. And they'll just make you look like an idiot. And they'll do everything that they can to do that. And then it's like um, it's like bullying in school. Have you noticed how they do that? Like uh, we have a city thing. In our, and there's like, yo, come get your 95th booster. Come get your 95th booster to protect you from COVID. Come on. And, of course, I post on there. I'm like, really? Some other people were posting on there, you know. And, of course, we get called, you anti-science, who am I going to believe? Somebody on Facebook or somebody at the city who knows what they're talking about, you know. And uh, I posted on there the link from the National Institute of Health, the NIH.gov, um, of how the article that I read a few weeks ago, or not even a few weeks ago, just a few days ago, on the last program or the program before that, um, of how they were wrong about the technology and how they did suppress it and how they lied about all the evidence. And so I didn't hear another word out of those people. Um, maybe they read the article and maybe they got schooled, educated on the truth. We could only pray so. For, for real, we should pray so. Because, I mean, I don't want anybody to be led astray, but the Bible said these days would be deception jesus warned us how it's like one of the last things he said was do not be deceived for it will be so bad in the end days that if it were not so that even the elect would be deceived and so that's pretty big deception and so i was listening um uh who was i listening to oh jd farag if you go to jdfarag.org listen to his latest bible prophecy update and you're gonna be like what and then go back and listen to september's 11th Prophecy update, and you're going to be like, well, what? Seriously, folks, seriously. Um, I remember when I could tell you where exactly where I was when the World Trade Centers were bombed. And uh, I say bombed. You know, I don't think it was planes. I mean, if you think about that, if you logically think about it, and you look at the video that's from the street, not from what the reporters were showing you, the CGI graphics and stuff, I know it's going to be way out there, and you're going to be like, what? Just serious. Look, I mean, look, look at this stuff. But anyway, when I watched it, I remember um, I, has, I was walking down the hall. I was a manager at uh, Flying J, and I looked at my my general manager was in his office watching TV, and I was like, I stopped and said, so man, Slide, what, what movie are you watching? And he said, it's not a movie. And I said, what? And he goes, a plane just hit the World Trade Center. I was like, are you kidding me? And we sat there watching it. And as we sat there watching this, another plane came and hit the second World Tower. And so... Uh, what I remember thinking was when I saw some of the aftertakes and stuff was, have you ever seen a controlled demolition of a building and you can see the, uh, the, the small explosions coming out before the, the, before it falls, you know, because they have them set. These explosions are set and I will never forget it. I can see it to this day. Those explosions happening on the side of the building. You can see them like exploding and then, and then the building just collapses perfectly. Do y'all guys remember that? Think about, think about it. Like those, they didn't fall. They didn't teeter. They didn't nothing. They fell straight down like a, like, like an engineered explosion, implosion, I should say. 
But anyway, I'll let you guys chew on that. But there's a ton of ton of stuff out there. But then I got to thinking about that because for the longest time I thought people were like, yeah, whatever, that's bull beep, you know, you are, you know, whatever. But then I got to thinking about it more and more, and then the COVID deception, and then like they're telling us what they're going to do before they do it, and then what did all that open up the Patriot Act, taking up our our privacy away? I mean, it's all kind of comes together really. And I keep going back to what Jesus said: "Be ye not deceived, for in the end days these things will come upon you. Be not deceived, though." And so I was like, how many times did he tell us not to be deceived? A lot. And if he said the deception in the end days would be so bad, which means it would be so prevalent, so good, like you can't believe your eyes good, that even if it were not so, the elect would be deceived, which Jesus was saying. If it wasn't because, I think, if it wasn't because of his Holy Spirit living inside of us to give us the truth, that even we could be deceived. And so, if you're not saying in the word, you can be deceived. What the wow? But anyway, I'll let you guys chew on that. <laughs> but anyway, so Putin calling up 300,000 fresh troops warns I'm not bluffing about nuking the West. Russian President Vladimir Putin just let the world know he is serious about crushing Ukraine and protecting his nation's border against any Western response. The war has been fought against Ukraine, knowing all along that it would spark a wider war if it did not end quickly. Well, it has not ended quickly, Leo Homan says, and he goes, and now an escalating war of words seems to be morphing into a direct clash between the superpowers. The U.S. led NATO against Russia, China, India, Iran, and North Korea at all. And there's a good chance that Turkey, a key NATO member, will switch over and side with Russia in this coming war. Putin announced Wednesday he is calling up hundreds of thousands of military reservists in what he called a partial mobilization, quote-unquote. Putin said that the West wants to destroy Russia, and he simply won't allow that to happen. And he didn't stop there. Putin said it's not a bluff to use all means to protect Russia territory from Western aggression. Now, the world waits for Washington's response. Will they send M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine? Will they send medium or long-range missiles, troops? Will this be the October surprise that everyone is anticipating from a regime that knows its days are numbered? What happens if World War III breaks out before Election Day on November the 8th? Sending troops or any type of offensory weaponry to Ukraine at this point would escalate things to the point of guaranteeing a massive Russian response. And that response will likely involve nuclear weapons, either tactical or theater, or even intercontinental nuclear strikes. The latter would most likely involve a hypersonic missile taking out key U.S. silos and or military bases. If Putin uses nuclear weapons against Ukraine, the U.S. will retaliate with a devastating strike against Russia's military. The United States Army's former European commander said in a carefully worded warning on Wednesday, Retired U.S. Army General Ben Hodges responded by saying it's unlikely Putin will order a nuclear strike upon Ukraine, but he warned that if he does, the U.S. could obliterate Russian's military bases in Crimea. The assumption that Putin would use his, uh, use his nukes against uh, Ukraine seems like poor strategy. Why would he nuke his neighbor, the nation filled with Russia's speakers and whose fertile farmland he covets, when his real enemy is the U.S. and NATO? If he uses nukes at all, he's going to deliver a kill shot into the heart of his enemy, 
the United States of America. One of Putin's ideological allies, ultra-nationalist Alexander Dugin, actually stated that we are, quote, on the brink of World War III, which the West is pushing for, unquote. Dugan writes, Russia is at war with the collective West, with NATO and its allies, though not with all of them. Turkey and Greece have their own position, and some European countries, primarily not only France and Italy, do not want to actively participate in a war with Russia. Yet, the threat of a third world war is getting closer. So, Dugan goes on to state that, quote, open Satanism and outright racism flourish in Ukraine and the West only supports them, adding that we are dealing with what the Orthodox elders call the civilization of the Antichrist. Russia's role is therefore to unite believers of different faiths in this decisive battle. Dugan urges his countrymen to, quote, not wait for the world enemy to destroy your home, kill your husband, son, or daughter. At some point, it will be too late. God forbid we live to see such a, a, a moment. So, guys, you can check the rest of that article out. LeoHoman.com. LeoHoman.com. Another thing I want to talk to you guys about. This is not a drill. Harbinger's Daily Christians. This is not a drill. Examining our world through the lens of Matthew 24 says how Lindsay posted on my birthday september the 19th 2022 so critics of in time bible prophecy often say exactly what the bible said they would say second peter 3 verse 3 to 4 and i think i've quoted this before in the last days mockers will come with their mocking following after their own lust and saying where's the promise of his coming forever since the fathers fell asleep all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation wars and rumors of wars nothing new here nothing new there they say famines ah they were worse in the past plagues and pandemics we had a bad one for a couple of years but the world has uh it's had worse lawlessness humanity has always had its crooked and, uh, crooks and creeps deception yeah people started lying right after they started talking so what's now what's new what's different so, of course, these examples of all the end-time signs all come from the words of Jesus in Matthew 24. There are lots of others, but let's look briefly at these and see what makes them differently today. Now, I know I've talked about this was the wars and the rumors of wars. He goes talk about the famine and pandemics and lawlessness and deception and all of that stuff and how it's all different today than it was back in Jesus' day. But it also talks about how all these things were coming together and quickly. And the technology is now like in the 1918 the pandemic was not accompanied by a rise of technology perfectly fitted to antichrist and the mark of the beast folks whoo times are here and you need to i'm telling you you need to get right with the lord you need to get right with the lord so reports americans to suffer costly winter with heating electric bills a lot of pain this is on breitbart.com breitbart.com americans will suffer this winter uh, season regarding heating and electric bills as other costs continue to rise the average household will pay about 17 percent more this winter to heat their property reaching a 10-year high of about $1,200 per home, according to a forecast from the nonprofit National Energy Assistance Directors Association, CBS reported on Monday. So, electricity bills will go uh, would go up with the prices expected to rise 7.5% from last year. And according to Mark Wolf, the executive director of the National in- Energy in- Assistance Directors Association, my goodness, so many words. There is a lot of pain. This is the second year of high home heating prices. Across the board, low- and middle-income families are suffering. In August, Lipow, or Oil Associates President Andy Lapoe, warned about natural gas prices climbing through the colder months, according to the Breitbart News. When we look at utilities going forward this winter, especially with the soaring price of natural gas, which has doubled since the last time this year. 
or I'm sorry, since this time last year, uh, the consumer is going to be paying far more for natural gas this upcoming winter heating season. That's also going to filter into higher electricity costs as 39% of our electricity is generated from natural gas. In addition, drivers were still shelling out another 15% more of the pumps than they were a year ago, uh, the CBS article stated. Because meanwhile, President Joe Biden recently tried to downplay rising inflation during an interview on 60 Minutes, while reporter Scott Paley said the annual inflation rate was at 8.3% last month. Breitbart News reported. Well, first of all, let's put this into perspective. Inflation rate from month to month was just just an inch, hardly an inch at all, Biden claimed. (laughs) Pelley also reiterated it was the highest inflation in 40 years. Biden continued trying unsuccessfully to convince Americans not to worry about inflation. Breitbart News John Carney wrote on Monday, he noted prices were up significantly in August. And when Biden tells America that prices rising at an annual annualized rate of 9.2% is just an inch, hardly at all, he might as well be telling people not to believe their lying eyes. So, <laughs> Seriously, uh, go check out Breitbart.com for more information. More information. Well, guys, with that, I think I'm going to call this an episode. Um, man, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I may jump on a little later with some more headlines um, to talk about. But uh, this is so much crazy. Like something wicked coming our coming our way. Canada Free Press talks about King Charles has gone from treating the planet as a patient to treating his millions of masses as patients. And uh, meanwhile, we should be holding out hope that sincere worldwide grief for the passing of the Queen doesn't blind the masses from preparing for the Great Reset and its many inherent dangers imposed uh, on the world by her son. Remember, I talked about this quite a bit. Uh, Charles, King Charles, I guess now is a huge globalist, and um, I, if you go to my my um, Telegram channel, um, Bible Prophecy for today, you can see I did post a video of him. I recorded it from the screen because it's going to be kind of hard to find it, but it's the one he's talking about uh, where they're going to have to, you know, get this military-style campaign to harness and uh, you know all the masses, like all of us people. And like small businesses and all these things are getting military basically to control them. It's all this green energy and it's all about, you know, climate change and all this stuff and billions at his disposal, which is more than any of the GDP of the entire world, you know. And I'm like, what? He said this back in February. So, marshal the masses. That's the word he uses. Uh, a military style campaign to marshal the masses. That's what he's saying. Folks, they're outright telling you outright telling you uh what they're gonna do but it's up to you and i to listen and to actually believe it and i think that's part of the big deception because you know we sit here thinking like they would never do this like nobody could be this evil to do things like this like we in our mind can't fathom that somebody would do this well they did and uh they did COVID 19 they did it they killed these people they're still killing people with these jabs and shots and injections and boosters and whatever else you want to call them they're still doing it What's the number one cause of death in, what is it, Alberta, Canada? Unknown. Unknown. <laughs> You're going to die. Unknown. What? Folks. Folks, folks. Go to vaccine. I think it's vaccinesdeaths.com or something like vaccinedeaths.com. Let me look it up just to see real quick. Let's see if that's it. Vaccine. I tried to post it on Facebook on the city thing that I was talking to these people about. 
Of course, it says this goes against our community standards. I'm sure it does because it's the truth. Of course, it's going to go against your community standards. They don't teach the truth on there. They don't want the truth. But it kind of upset me so bad because, I, you know, my neighbor died to that. And they put them in the hospital and they gave those people. That's what they gave them was remdesivir. If anybody in their mind would have done any research on remdesivir, they would have realized, oh, my God, this kills people. No matter what's wrong with you. Yes. VaccineDeaths.com. That's the deaths with an S.com. Yeah, you're going to find it. Here it is. Got a little, what's his face? Bill Gates. High court in India puts Bill Gates on notice over doctor's death due to COVID-19 vaccine. Health, quote, experts, health experts, quote, <laughs> are baffled by a shocking increase in excess deaths, but the rest of us knew it would happen. Woman severely injured by J&J vaccine speaks out after being dismissed, bullied by multiple doctors. Uh, the New Zealand coroner, myocarditis, increased by Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine behind the death of a 26-year-old plumber. Folks, so much evidence on this website. You got to check it out. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I'm telling you, so much stuff to check it out. So much stuff. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. Oh, man. Maranatha, Lord Jesus. I just pray the Lord would come and take us all home. So thank you guys so much for listening, especially listening to me ramble. Some days are good. Some days are, uh, you know, rambling days. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and uh, let's just close them in prayer today. So, Father God, I thank you so much for everything that you've done for each and every one of us. And Lord, I just pray that we would would all be mindful of the things that you have done for us that you know a lot of times we don't even see what you've done but we know that you work all things together for good to us who who believe you who believe in your son and who serve you and father i just thank you so much um for my family for my friends and for all these people who listen and lord god i just pray father that you would give us boldness in these days just just to preach your word to teach your word to tell people about you especially to stand firm, Father, in your word. And Lord God, I just pray, Father, that you would keep us in your word and keep us focused on you so that the cares of this world will fall away and that all that we want to seek is just you. And Father, I ask that you would protect everyone that is listening to this program today. I pray that you would protect them and give them your peace, not as the world gives, Lord, but only as you give. And Father, we just thank you that all your promises are yes and amen. And Father God, I thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and of a sound mind. And Father God, I pray that we hold on to your promises, especially during these very, very dark days that you told us would come. And Lord, I know that you gave us your word to prepare us and not to scare us. And Father God, I just pray that all of us who are Christians, who are in the family, who are who who are listening to this to this program right now father that they would go out into a lost and dying world and share your love with them may we be the hands and feet of jesus may we reach a lost and dying world with your love and with your truth the only truth is your truth father god and lord god i just thank you for jesus i thank you for your son and father god i just ask you all of these things in his name in jesus name i pray amen